Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that he will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. God today. Just so excited to share what the Lord, I believe, has put upon my heart uh, to share with you, God's people. And we kick off our Christmas season. I'm just so thankful for all the helpers that made this happen. And I am looking forward to the service tonight. Just to me, the Hanging of the Greens is one of the most special services that we have here uh, at our church, and I encourage all of you to be back tonight. Christmas, Christmas is really, to me, the most wonderful time of the year. I know uh, there's people, I live in Realville, believe me, uh, people are going through problems and people have a lot of brokenness in their life. And like I mentioned, it seems like around Thanksgiving and Christmas, those things seem to intensify and magnify. But you know what? To me, Christmas is always the most wonderful time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year for a lot of reasons. I, I love that, you know, we put up the decorations here in God's house. And I love when we put our Christmas tree up at our house just to be able to uh, get up early in the morning, uh, like this morning, praying and preparing and just seeking God and to be able to turn those lights on there in that living room and the tree all lit up and got you a nice little mug of coffee right there and your Bible and the presence of the Lord. Man, glory to God. Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. I love our tree at our house. Man, it's a huge task to put up our Christmas tree. Uh, here's what happens. We have it stored up in a walk-up attic, and then we have that thing saran wrap with the de- decorations and lights still on it. Lisa's going to kill me for telling that right now. And so when she says, get the Christmas tree ready and let's decorate, all I do is grab that tree and bring it down and just start unwinding saran wrap and boom, there you go. You got a Christmas tree. There you go. I did it. I did it. Now, if the lights go out, I'm done. That is not me. The Christmas tree up, yesterday we were putting up decorations outside. I know our boys are about grown, but we love it. My favorite thing is to be able to light up my, my giant wood cross in my yard. I love that when it's lit up at Christmas. And, and then yesterday, I don't. how many of y'all went to the Mount Olive Christmas Parade yesterday? Man, what a great parade. And the greatest news of all was to see the Mount Olive First PH Church float go by with that live nativity scene on it. Man, praise the Lord. I look down there and I see this big old wood cross coming on a, uh, on a uh, parade float and then kids everywhere on the float riding. It was just a joyous time. So Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, we got the parades, we have parties, and I know this has got to be your favorite right here. The exchanging of gifts, the exchanging of gifts. Let's take a survey. How many of you like opening gifts? Raise your hand. All right, and the rest of you are telling a lie right now. <laughs> Listen, we, we love opening gifts, and let me take another say. How many of you love giving gifts? Raise your hand. Amen. Jesus said that it's more blessed to give than receive. 
And what a blessing it is to be able to give gifts at Christmas. Giving gifts is really a wonderful way for us to express our love to our family and to our friends, uh, to let them know how much we love them and appreciate them. Gifts are awesome. Especially when the, the gift that you're going to give someone, you, you know it's going to bring joy to them. You, you know it's going to uh, be a blessing to them. And uh, you just can't wait to give them that gift because you know it's just going to be so much encouragement to them. There's nothing better to me than watching someone open a gift that, that's going to open up a gift that you know they need it and you know it's going to be a blessing to them. Nothing greater than watching it. In fact, you can ask my wife, I struggle with this whole thing of gifts, uh, especially when it's going to be a, a blessing to someone, if it's going to bring joy to them. It's really, if it's something they need, I have this problem. I don't really like waiting until Christmas to give it to them. I'm ready to go ahead and give it to them as soon as I get the gift. I don't want to wait. There's an excitement. There's some excitement about giving somebody a gift that you know they need, you know it's going to bring joy to them, and you know it's going to bless them. And I struggle with that, but I love giving gifts because it's exciting. And so is opening gifts. And from the Bible, from, from Genesis to Revelation, we have Almighty God who is excited about giving us a perfect gift. From Genesis to Revelation, Almighty God is excited about giving us the greatest gift of all. When you open up your Bibles, you will see God is excited about revealing to us the most spectacular gift ever. From book to book in the Bible, we see God giving clues and God giving hints to us about this perfect gift that is coming and this gift is going to save you and this gift is going to transform your life. This gift is, is going to be something that we all desperately need. It's a gift that will never disappoint you. It's a gift that will never break down on you. It's a gift that is everlasting. It's a gift that will bless you. It's a gift that keeps on giving. It's a gift that's going to bring you great joy. This spectacular gift that is revealed to us is the Son of God, Jesus Christ himself. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for that? Jesus is the spectacular gift that God gives us, and we find this recorded in Luke chapter 2. If you have your Bibles, you can learn, turn to Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. Now, let me go ahead and kind of put it in context for you here. Uh, Mary has already been visited by the angel of the Lord, and, and she's been given this message that she is carrying the Messiah, and she gives birth to Jesus. And the scene goes from there out into a field where shepherds are working. And so let me read to you in verse 8, Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was, the, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. 
when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see uh, this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Your word, God, you promised the word. It will never return empty or void. And God, there is power in your name. And God, we just speak your name now, Jesus. As the word is being proclaimed, Holy Spirit, I pray for your anointing. I pray you would guide me, help me. God, your anointing would be upon everyone here. Touch hearts, touch ears, prepare hearts to receive the gospel, the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask it all to be done in your name and for your glory. Amen. That story there, that account there of the Christmas story I read to you reminds us that the first Christmas was a spectacular Christmas. It was a spectacular Christmas. We see here in that passage I just read to you from verses 8 through 20, we see a spectacular announcement. It says there in verse 10, And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold... I will bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. I want you to see here there's a spectacular announcement. On that first Christmas, Almighty God announces this gift in the most spectacular way possible. God himself, he sends his angel to herald this announcement that Jesus our Savior has been born. Hallelujah. This spectacular announcement, here's what amazes me. It comes to a group of shepherds. It comes to a group of shepherds who were nearby working in the field, tending their flocks by night. To me, that's interesting when you look at the scriptures and you know that that God on that first Christmas would come to shepherds because shepherds in that day were considered unworthy, they were considered insignificant, and on that first Christmas, God, he comes and he makes this spectacular announcement to a group of people who were despised, who were rejected by the people of that day. God comes to a group of people who feel unworthy and feel unimportant and insignificant in their life. And listen, I know uh, people have walked in here today or maybe you're watching with us online and maybe you feel unnoticed and maybe you feel insignificant and maybe you feel unworthy and maybe you feel unimportant. Maybe you're here today and you feel despised and you feel rejected. You feel like you've been betrayed. Maybe you're here today and you feel lost lonely and abandoned and you have no worth. That's what you feel like. There's no worth in you, no purpose in you, no hope in you. I want to encourage you this morning. Christmas time reminds us that God comes to people that the world labels unworthy. God comes to people who are labeled outcast. God reminds us that he loves us. He cares for us. And listen, he comes to us with a spectacular announcement that he sees value in us. He sees purpose in us. God loves you. 
no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done in your life, God looks at you with a love that is greater, a grace that is greater, a mercy that is greater. No matter how bad things have been messed up in your life, He sees value and worth in you. Hallelujah. That's the whole reason love came down. He came down to us because he sees worth and he sees value and he sees purpose in every single one of us, no matter who you are, no matter how you grew up, no matter what. God sees worth in every one of us, so much so that he would send his son Jesus. I want you to look here and see in this story this spectacular announcement. But look, look how God, look how he came to these shepherds. I call this the spectacular appearance. Appearance. In verse 9, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. The Bible says, Luke records here, that an angel of the Lord appeared to them. That tells me a few things. That this is a supernatural experience. This is a supernatural appearance. This is a spectacular appearance. This is an angelic appearance. The angel of the Lord appears to the shepherds. Now, stop with me for a minute and just think about that. You're out and you're working somewhere and all of a sudden the angel of the Lord appears to you. What, what would that look like? What would that what would that message be to you? What would it feel like to have an encounter, a spectacular appearance by an angel that would come to you with some kind of message? Well, what does that look like? Daniel tells us in Daniel chapter 10, he had this same encounter. Here's what Daniel encountered when he came face to face with an angel. We think of an angel with a nice, beautiful ruler robe and some wings. That, that, that right there, friend, is uh, not scriptural, but this is, what I'm, this is the word of God I'm about to share with you now. I looked up and saw a man dressed in linen clothing with a belt of pure gold around his waist. His body looked like a precious stone. In other words, this angel was dazzling, sparkling. His face flashed like lightning and his eyes flamed like torches. His arms and feet shone like polished bronze and his voice roared a vast multitude of people. Daniel was in the presence of the angel of the Lord, and that's what Daniel sees. It's a supernatural appearance. It's a spectacular appearance. And the Bible says that the, the, the power and the glory of the presence of this angel was so strong that what did Daniel do? If you were to keep reading in Daniel 10, he falls down on his face. He falls down on his face in the presence of this angel. He falls to the ground. And then Luke here in this Christmas story, he says, The angel of the Lord appeared and the glory of the Lord shone around them. The glory of the Lord shone around them. We have this spectacular appearance, appearance there where the glory of the Lord is shone around them. In 2 Chronicles 7, if you would read that, you would see where the glory of the Lord filled Solomon's temple. The glory of the Lord filled Solomon's temple and, and this glory was so powerful and so great that the Bible says that the priests, they were not even able to enter into the temple. That the power and the great glory of God was so strong in that temple that the Bible says that the priests were not able to enter. In fact, they fell down on their faces because of the power and the glory of God. 
when they had this encounter with the angel and with the glory of God. So what happens with the shepherds here? Luke says that when the shepherds, when they, when they saw this spectacular appearance, the angel of the Lord and the glory of the Lord, the Bible says they were filled with great fear. They were filled with great fear. If you were to study that, those two words, great fear, in the original context in the Greek right there, it means an intense phobia. Intense phobia. In other words, they were extremely terrified. When the angel of the Lord appeared to those shepherds, they were extremely terrified. They were extremely afraid. They were scared. They were so scared of what they were experiencing. They were shaken in fear because they were there in the presence of that angel in the glory of God. And what did the angel say to them? When they're trembling in fear, when they're shaking in fear, the angel said to them, Fear not! Fear not! Behold! Anytime you see the word behold in the Bible, you can make this as a mental note. Anytime you see the word behold in the Bible, you need to look for what's coming next because whatever's coming next is going to be powerful. It's going to be spectacular. It's going to be some news that's going to uh, bring encouragement to you. When you see the word behold, get ready because something spectacular is about to come. Let me give you some examples. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Behold, get ready, something spectacular is about to happen. There's a virgin that's going to give birth to a son, and his name is Emmanuel. God's going to be with us. Behold, I am the Lord, and nothing is too hard for me. Behold, I make all things new. Behold, I am coming soon. Hallelujah. When you see that word behold, you get ready because something spectacular is about to happen. And the angel of the Lord here, the angel said, behold. And what was coming next says, I bring you good news. Survey. Survey. How many of y'all like good news? Amen. I like good news. A lot of times people come, Pastor Jeff, I need to tell you something. Let me sit down. Is it good news? Yes, good news. I love good news. And the angel says, I've come with good news. What is the good news? The good news is God loves you. God loves you. God cares for you. God is with you. God sees you and God knows you. He knows everything that's going on in your life right now. He knows. That is good news today. The good news is that God is with us in the darkest times. God is with us in the lowest valleys. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the good news is that the Savior has been born who is Christ the Lord. And He's come to rescue us. He's come to heal us. He's come to help us. He's come to set us free from the penalty and the power and the punishment of sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Good news for you today. Good news for you this Christmas. Christmas just reminds us that Jesus loves us. He cares about every detail of your life. Please don't miss that. Jesus cares about every detail of your life. In fact, he says that he's counted and numbered the hairs on our head. Now, for some, that's not that hard for him. (laughs) 
I know what y'all laughing about. But you know what? We don't even know that about ourselves, but God knows that about us. He knows more about us than we know about ourselves. He cares about every single detail of your life. And he wants to carry you to victory. He wants to carry you to victory. He wants to turn your life around. He wants to set the captives free. He wants to open the eyes of the blind. He wants to heal the brokenhearted. He wants to forgive us of our sins. You see, God came with this spectacular announcement and this spectacular appearance because God knew that we were separated from Him by sin for we have all fallen short of the glory of God. We have all sinned. And God knew that we needed saving and we needed His righteousness because our righteousness is like filthy rags. God knew that we couldn't save ourselves, so He sent the greatest and most spectacular gift ever. He sent His Son, Jesus, to save us from our sins. Jesus came to die for our sin. Hallelujah. And when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, oh, there's a great gift exchange that takes place. When we put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you know what happens? There's an exchange that takes place. We, we gain His righteousness. We gain His peace. We gain His power. We gain His joy. We get His grace and mercy. We gain forgiveness. We get another chance. We gain new life. We gain eternal life. It's the greatest gift exchange ever. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And the angel said to the shepherds, this is good news for all people that will bring great joy. And listen to me, please don't miss this. When you receive the gift of salvation through faith in Jesus Christ, you will have a great joy that comes from God. The Bible put it this way. Paul says it's a joy unspeakable. It's a joy unspeakable. Some translations say uh, it's a joy that's unexpressible. You, it's almost like a peace that surpasses all understanding. When you put your faith in God through uh, Jesus Christ and you're saved and you know you're on your way to heaven, there's this great joy that comes into your life. No matter the circumstances, no matter what you go through, you still have this joy. The world around you can be shaken. You can be there in intense phobia and you can be afraid and you can still have a joy, the joy of the Lord. Lord, that will be your strength to carry you through. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. Thank God for that great joy. It's a joy unspeakable. It's a joy that you can have even in the middle of the pain that you're walking through. It's a joy that you can have in the middle of the brokenness that you're going through. It's a, it's a joy that you can have in the most uh, darkest season that you're going through in your life. It's a joy unspeakable. It's a great joy I have good news for all people. If you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you can walk with this great joy. I didn't say your life was going to be perfect and everything was going to be great. But in the middle of the pain and the problems and all the trials and troubles and tribulations, I still, I look up because I have a great joy, an unspeakable joy in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Sadly, there's a lot of people today walking around with no joy. A lot of people walking around today with no joy. Man, I could just give you some testimonies right now of people that are in some of the, I mean, just the, going through some of the toughest things in their life and they're having to go through it 
with no joy, no peace, no Jesus. People walking around every day in the world that we live in, they're walking around with no joy, no peace, no hope because they have no Jesus. And can you imagine, just go with me here for a minute, can you imagine how discouraged and hopeless the shepherds must have been before that first Christmas? How, how, how discouraged and hopeless they must have been in their life? I mean, here they are, and, and they're broken. They're betrayed by the people around them. They've been beat down by their work. They're beat down by life. They're, they're battling discouragement. They're battling depression. They're, they're, they're hopeless. And the reason why is because there's no Jesus. And, and then something spectacular happens to those shepherds on the first Christmas. And this is where I'm going to finish up right here. They, they have a spectacular alteration in their life. There's a spectacular alteration. Their, their life is changed. It says in verse 20 that the, that the shepherds made haste to go see Jesus. Guess what, friend? You need to make haste and get to Jesus. They made haste to go see Jesus. And after being with Jesus, uh, the shepherds, they, they leave a different way than when they showed up. And, friend, when you have an encounter with Jesus, you're going to leave a different way. You're not going to be the same person no more. Jesus is going to change you. Here they go, and they're on their way to see all that is happening, and they're broken, they're burned out, they're beat down, they're depressed, they're discouraged. They've been kicked out, really, from and looked down upon society. And then they arrive, and they have this encounter with Jesus. And when they leave, now they're walking away, and they're singing a song of praise. Now they're walking away, and they have a divine purpose to their life. It's because Jesus is the reason for the season, and it's because Jesus gives us a spectacular change in our life. Hallelujah. They're no longer depressed. They're no longer discouraged. They're no longer living with shame. They're no longer beat down. They're no longer burned out. They're no longer broken and feeling betrayed. You know why? Because Jesus came to change all of that. He came to change all of that. Now they have hope. Now they have peace. Now they have joy. Now they have forgiveness. You see, Christmas time reminds us of the spectacular change that can happen through faith in Jesus Christ. Let me tell you this. Man, it's hot up here. Hallelujah. The blessing of being called into the ministry. I was thinking about this this past week. It is such a blessing to be called into the ministry and especially to serve here at Mount Olive First PH Church as pastor. Because of that, because of that calling upon my life and, to, and, and God, just what his, his love and grace and mercy, he has put me on a front row seat to be able to see spectacular change take place in the lives of people. It's the greatest blessing of all to be on the front row seat of watching God through the power of his name change people in a spectacular way. It's such a joy. And I want to just take a few minutes right now as I close this service. Pastor Kevin, if you'll make your way, I want to share with you some spectacular changes that have happened in the lives of some brothers and sisters that worship with us here and some things that God has done in their life this past year. This past year. I'm not going to use no names, but these individuals are here worshiping with you. 
your brothers and sisters. I'm talking about Jesus is able to bring spectacular change in your life. He can alter your life. When you have an encounter with Jesus, you walk away a different way than what you were before. Amen. We have a young lady in our church who suffered for years and years with deep depression and anxiety. Her life was so hopeless that she started cutting herself and burning herself. She was so lost and the devil had such a stronghold grip over her life that she was finally admitted into a psychiatric hospital. She told me that she felt all alone and completely abandoned, rejected by everyone and no place to go and nobody to turn to. This young lady had lost it all. Lost all hope. All will to go forward. Not only that, lost her driver's license, lost a car, lost job, lost hope. She was on nine different medications for depression. Finally, after leaving the hospital, she was introduced to our Celebrate Recovery ministry, which led her to Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. This young lady received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and then Jesus made a spectacular alteration in her life, a spectacular change. In January of 2021, she got her driver's license. God blessed her with a free car. She went back to school, and she came off all medications for depression. Hallelujah. You see, Jesus had changed you. This young lady said all, she said all, it all changed when she received Jesus Christ into her life. And she said, I praise God for turning my life around and placing my feet on solid ground. Friend, listen to me this morning. Christmas reminds us of the spectacular change that we have through Christ Jesus. Listen, I'm not surprised when I read to you that testimony. I'm not surprised because my God is able. He's able. Hallelujah. Call on his name. Broken. God brought a spectacular change. Let me share this with you. We have a husband and wife in this church who hit rock bottom in their marriage. Listen to the husband. I walked around full of anger and depression. Pretty much all my life, I used alcohol to try to cope, and I hid this drinking problem I had from my family. I never went to church with my wife and my kids. Our marriage was falling apart. I felt like something was missing in my life, and I knew it was Jesus, but I kept running from him, and I kept ignoring him. Listen to the wife. I went to church with the kids, but then I drifted away because of a lack of support. Then I stopped attending church completely. I was in this daily routine with work and then more work at home, and I never felt like I was being loved or cared for. I was stressed to the max, and I would take it out on my kids by bursting out in anger and yelling at them. I never got any attention, and my marriage was falling apart, which led me to some unfaithful decisions. Soon shame and disappointment set in and I was in the darkest and lowest place ever in my life and I was completely lost and completely empty. Then a spectacular change took place. 
we both gave our lives to Jesus Christ in full surrender. We started coming to Mount Olive First PH Church, and we met with the pastor, and we went through counseling. We started praying and letting God heal our wounds, and we started drawing closer to Jesus day by day. Now our family is back together. Now our marriage is stronger than ever. Now the Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now the Lord and his church is number one focus in our life. Now God has delivered us from the shame and the anger and the alcohol and the depression. It almost destroyed us. Now we have peace knowing we're forgiven of our sins and we're on our way to heaven. Now we have peace knowing that we can trust Jesus to get us through the times, the tough times, instead of us trying to fix it ourselves. Jesus has truly changed our family. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! This was a spectacular change. Friend, listen to me. Their life was broken. This young lady, her life was broken. In a psychiatric hospital, feeling abandoned and lonely and nowhere to go and nobody to turn to. And then you have a marriage that is broken. And friend, listen to me. This Christmas, things in your life may be broken. They may be broken in your life, in your family. What do you, what do, you, do? What do? you What do you do when your world is broken? Let me tell you what you do. You do what they did. You, you call on the name of Jesus. You open your heart to Jesus, the greatest gift ever. Paul said this right here. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Listen to me, church. God has the power to change everyone who believes. Listen, God has the power to turn it around. God has the power to do it for everyone who believes. There's that wonder-working power. And it starts by believing. It starts by believing. Believing only Jesus can turn it around. Believing that Jesus has the power to, to transform your life in a spectacular way. The Bible says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. Listen, the angel said it's good news for all people. It's good news for all people. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you walked in with this morning. It doesn't matter to me how broken, how messed up it might be, how betrayed you feel. It don't matter how depressed you may be. Listen, it's good news for all people that Jesus can change it and turn it around for His glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans 10, 13 says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It's good news for everyone. Everyone. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You know what that really means? Let me give you a picture of what that looks like. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That's just a picture of you going and somebody handing you a gift. And you have to open your arms to receive it. And you have to be willing to unwrap that gift. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, that call on the Lord is just you taking that gift. The Bible says, to all who received Him and to all who believed in Him, He gave the right to become children of God. Have you unwrapped that gift? 
Have you received that gift in your life? I encourage you to do it because Christmas, listen, as we close it down, Christmas is a choice. Will your Christmas be a spectacular Christmas? It will be if you make the choice to give your life to Jesus Christ. It's a choice you make. And the choice you make will bring you great joy. It'll bring you great joy. Every head bowed, every eye closed, please. Please be very reverent. The Lord's speaking to hearts right now by His Spirit. He's inviting you to come and receive Him and believe in Him. He's inviting you to make haste. Friends, some of you have been like that, like that husband. You've been ignoring Jesus. You've been running from Jesus. And, and things are broken in your life. It may look good to everybody from the outside, but you know, and the Lord knows, on the inside, things are broken. And today, He's put a choice right there in front of you to receive Him. To invite him into your life. You need to make haste. Make haste. Make haste. Don't don't miss this opportunity, friend, to come to Jesus. You're here this morning. And you know you need Jesus to come into your heart. To be your Lord and to be your Savior. So you can have this great joy. And you want to go to heaven. You You want to have that peace and that joy. Knowing that heaven is in your future. Nobody looking around. And you want me to pray for you. I want you to lift your hand where I can see it and say, that's me, preacher. Would you pray for me? God bless you back there. God bless you, ma'am. Please hold it up. Another hand. God bless you. You can put your hand down, ma'am. How about you, sir? How about you, young boy, young girl? God sees your hand. I need Jesus to save me. I need a spectacular change in my life, and I know it's going to start with Jesus. Hands up, hearts prepared. You can just pray with me right now. I'll lead you in this prayer, but it's really from what's in your heart. Today, Jesus, I pray. Come on, friend, you lifted your hand? Lift, pray with me. I stop running. I stop ignoring you. I'm making haste right now to come to you because I realize that my righteousness is like filthy rags. I'm a sinner and I need somebody to save me from the penalty, the power, and the punishment of sin. And I thank you for sending Jesus to be my Savior. So right now, I surrender my life. I surrender my life in full. I make a decision today by faith. Come on, right there where you are, you can just say, I receive Jesus. I believe in his name. Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Call on his name right now, friend. Call on his name. Jesus, Jesus, save me. Forgive me. Cleanse me, Lord. Use me, God. Here I am for your glory. I surrender all to you right now, Jesus, in your name.